What up? What up, brothers? Oh, and sister. See you later. New D, I see you. Let's go. Uh, my feet are walking with the sun on fire like a thick furnace Then I'm further in the one, I'm further than when I begun And I hope so, I gotta stay firmer than a permanent photo You folks know, first off, ain't no room to showboat Only in a cross if I boast though, so Let me talk a him who prefigured in death The feet in the perfect, indeed he is who I flow for What's up? Hey. we're back Back in it. But I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. Oh man, you you beat me to it. Um, <laughs> this episode today is brought to you by Red Letter Clothing. Redletterclo.com. Go check them out. Got some cool merch. Got me a shirt. Yep. Shirting it. <laughs> That's a dangerous. One. Yeah, that was dangerous. <laughs> I almost had to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do that. No. Now it sounds like I said a cuss word then. Even though I didn't, I just we just we just got a new uh sound sounds a new sounds board that um plays different sounds. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thank y'all. Thank you everybody. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, so we might play with that some today and really amuse ourselves and probably get on all of your nerves. But, um, yeah, so we're back. It is this day in June. Uh, last week, the NBA Finals kind of wrapped up. Kind of, definitely wrapped up. Definitely. Yep, they're definitely, definitely over. Yeah, they're over. Yep. NBA season is over. Although, it seems like even – it's. The NBA is more exci- has been more exciting this week since the finals have ended than they even were. I know we just had the, the NBA draft. I know it was crazy. Um, also, I forgot to mention. However, you're listening to this, please leave us a five star review and um, follow us on social media. That would be very, very, very much appreciated. Um, all the social media, right? Yeah, all social media. We're on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Is that all that exists? We're on those uh, those things. Those yeah. are the main ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're on those. So follow us and also uh give us shout outs, please. We could use all the help we could get to get Yeah, I'm really bad at it. Yeah, Joy handles our, our Twitter stuff. Yeah, we're up to Hold on, it's right here. Hey, yeah, yeah. Look at look it up and give us our uh, our Twitter handle also, um, because it's it's not just straight sports and Jesus. It's different sports and Jesus. Let me log out of mine. Logging out. <laughs> so yeah, while Joey's looking that up again, um, NBA just ended. And I guess the big question that everybody's asking these days is, are the Warriors done after that defeat by Kawhi Leonard and the other guys, the Raptors, Kawhi, Drake, and the and the Raptors? Um, are the Warriors finished? Clay Thompson tears his ACL. He's going to miss a huge chunk of the season. I think they said, what, six to eight months? So huge, yep. huge chunk of, of the season. Kevin Durant's going to miss even a bigger chunk of the season with... Okay, first of all, before we go there, 
hang on while I um Joy, what's our Twitter Twitter handle? Did you look it up? It is at sports and underscore Jesus because just sports and Jesus wasn't available. Only sports and underscore. So 30, 32 followers. We're following 190. Big time. Big time in it, guys. I'm sorry. I'm really trying to set up our Instagram live right now and it's not cooperating. There we go. You can also hear my lovely um, daughter in the background as she's in another room trying her best to get on this podcast. So Having a ball. Yep. She's also a big fan of, as she calls him, Mr. Gosh. So, yeah. So, do you think, here's my question. Do you think that, uh, okay, I thought it was... I was a little confused at first, right? Kevin Durant messed up, supposedly messed up his calf muscle, right? Yep. And then he tears his Achilles. Yeah. And they're saying, oh, he shouldn't have come back. But my first thought is like, how is your calf, is that the reason he messed up his Achilles? Because, like, what do you think's going on? Like, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, yeah. Are those muscles connected? I don't know. I mean, I they're all know. in your leg, like... If you mess up one muscle, can it make the other one tear? Like, Seth, Seth Gerald, answer these questions for us. Yeah. <laughs> like, but then somebody told me, a person that knows a little bit more about, um, I guess, leg muscles and also basketball than I do, said that he's pretty sure that it was probably KD's Achilles all along. Yeah. That he, he. You heard some people on ESPN say that. Yeah. That like, he, I think it's his Achilles. Yes, because that's what it looked like when he first got hurt. When he first, when they said it was the, uh, the messed up his uh, calf calf muscle. Yeah, <laughs> and it, and it looked like he messed up his Achilles. And so I'm thinking, my thought, that's what I think is that it was probably his Achilles all along. They just lied to us. Probably. Like he probably sprained his Achilles. I don't know if that's what it's called. Or sounds right. Or injured it, and then it just snapped. Now, did you see the video in slow motion of yes. it snapping up in his? Oh god. Oh man, that was Clay Thompson trying to play with his ACL, man. Oh yeah, yeah, that was all. All of that was was rough, rough to watch. Why do they? Why do they do? Like, why do they have to? If you're watching, okay. If you're, I heard this. I don't remember what show I was listening to, but if you're at a game live, right? Yeah. And somebody gets injured, they don't show it on the screen, right? Yeah. But if you're watching a game at home, they're going to show it in slow motion <laughs> 15 times, zoomed in on whatever just snapped. I know, isn't it great? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand what why you have such different um, etiquette, I guess, when it comes to live or not live. I don't know, but I'm not, not a big fan of KD, but man... I'm going to miss Clay. I love Clay. He's the only warrior that I like. And I like Clay even more. Well, we all know Steph Curry's the most lovable warrior. Yeah, he's the I mean, devil. Holy moly. He's a. I want to watch that show. I'm not going to lie, though. <laughs> I want to be on that show. <laughs> um. So, so do you, having said that, do you think the Warriors are done? No, but I wish they were. You, you think Katie's coming back to the Warriors? I don't see a reason why. He wouldn't because 
I mean, he could still assign a great deal and he's just chilling out, you know, not doing anything and then explore a bigger free agency market next year. Yeah. I don't see. But then he he's come, he's exploring a bigger free agency market next year when he hasn't played for a year. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you had you had NBA execs saying, "I'd I'd sign him to the max right now." But okay, so if he doesn't play next year until the playoffs, and then he leaves somewhere else, are you not still also saying the Warriors are are over if that happens? No, they were they were fine with Steph, Draymond, and Clay. Now if Clay left, it'd be a different story. Do you think? But I think we could say though. When they were fine with though just those three before KD came there, their really only other competition in the NBA was the Cavaliers. Yeah. Where I think you've got a handful of teams that are going to be very good for the next five or six years. Like It seems like they've got a lot more competition with the Milwaukee Bucks are good. The the Lakers now, which we'll get to that. We'll get to the Anthony Davis signing. Talk more about that. Um, you've got obviously the Memphis Grizzlies hashtag Grind yeah. City. You know John Morant next Michael Jordan hashtag next Michael Jordan yeah. hashtag better than Mike hashtag the boat. Um, <laughs> I mean you've got. I feel like there were a lot more teams. You've got. I mean, it seems like the Houston Rockets are kind of falling apart. Yeah, you got the, you got Pel- the, you got the Pelicans. The Pelicans, the Seventy Sixers, are very young, very good. Um, Celtics blew up. They have, but I think. Yeah, yeah. Did you say where? You think that was Kyrie that called in? No, I didn't hear about that. What happened? <laughs> there's a uh, there's a radio station in Boston. They were talking about Kyrie, and they had someone who called in. His name was Mikey. And it sounded just like Kyrie just called in to defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something Kyrie. I don't know how how good is Kyrie. I don't know that. I said he was overrated before. Yeah, and you said if you look, you said um, if you look at his, <laughs> then <laughs> <laughs> statistics. Yeah, if you look at his statistics. Yeah, that's good. I I nailed it that time. St- Statisticals. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty big. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Um <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to our live show. We play it again on our live show. Because I think that episode can only be found on SoundCloud, right? That's one of our Probably. early That held up though, because that's that's the best moment in this show's history. <laughs> and that was maybe our second second episode, wasn't it? Yeah, I was just given like a crazy hot take there and hey, look at him. Yeah. He he can only be at most your second best player. He can't be your leader. He can't be the number and one. Having said that, I think he can only be your second best player if your best player is LeBron James, the best player in the world. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if he's your second best player and your first best player is James Harden, <laughs> like I don't think you're. Yeah, you basically just have the Rockets the, right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kyrie might be a little bit better than Chris Paul because he's younger. Yeah, but he gets hurt more. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, having said that, if Kyrie and KD both go to Brooklyn, which is what seems to be what might happen, 
Um, you know, that's another team that's going to compete. You've got if where wherever Kawhi goes is going to compete. It's crazy. God, he's so <laughs> different, man. Yeah. And he's so good. Didn't he like pretty much just run into Looney and like break his collarbone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I I have I love Kawhi now. Just after this, I mean, in in an age of super teams, like where if you win a championship, you've got to have three Hall of Famers, pretty much. Kawhi's just like, nah. <laughs> I'll just go to Canada and yeah. win one with Kyle Lowry and a really old <laughs> Mark Gasol. Hashtag and, Grand City. And Kyle Lowry tried to lose. Like, he just Kyle lowry everything that entire <laughs> he, series. He played good in that. He, play, he had a couple of good games, especially that, that last game. He was He played well, gooder. So, NBA draft. I didn't watch it. I know Zion <laughs> went first. <laughs> um, how how good do you think Zion will be? By the way, I want to throw. I also want to say we are the podcast that first started praising Zion Williamson, <laughs> like his junior, his maybe his junior year in high school. Yeah, I we said, said he was going to be the next LeBron. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joy pulled out at. Zion Williamson, everybody's like, who's that? <laughs> He's gonna be the next LeBron. Yeah. I'm sticking so you've with that. Yeah, you've got to hold it. Yeah, yeah. I have to. <laughs> hey, they've got a good they've got a an interesting young team now. With I've watched more college basketball than I ever have in my life because of Zion. Yep. I think most people did because I think the ratings were higher than they've yeah. ever ever been. Just because I saw on YouTube some crazy dunks that he did in high school. Yeah. I then never he, watched college did basketball college. before that. I'd watch it in March. So, Zion Williamson in high school. Looks like he is a man playing with a bunch of little boys. Yep. Zion Williamson in college. Looks like he's a man playing with a bunch <laughs> of little boys. Is he still going to look like that in the NBA when he is literally playing with men? I don't know. It just depends on. I mean, his. I think he'll still have more power than a lot than a lot of people he goes up against until he gets right in the paint, and then I think he's going to struggle the first few games. But give him about twenty five games, and I think he'll kind of figure it out, kind of figure out his game. Yeah, he he's obviously got to develop. Like he doesn't have to be a great shooter, but he's got to develop a better. Yeah, a better sh- shot. Um. I mean, I say have to. Obviously, there are, there are people that have been successful without being able to shoot. Russell Westbrook, Ben Simmons. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and it's worked for them. Yeah. But I think Zion has. They're also controlling the ball more than Zion will. Yeah, and those guys have a a ceiling because they can't shoot. Ben Simmons reached his ceiling. Ooh. Find out on the next episode. <laughs> but yeah, probably. Th- so the Pelicans now they've got. I also have to now be a Pelicans fan because they've got three Duke players. Hashtag Go Pels. Yeah, 
being Zion, Brandon Ingram, and Jaleel Okafor. How long is this Pelican's name going to stick? That's such a bad name. <laughs> it's like, awful. It's like, <laughs> why? How did that get... Okay, this is coming from some guys who live in an area where our up-and-coming local minor league baseball team is going to be called the Trash Pandas. Yeah. And that's so much of a better name than the Pelicans. It is. I'd pull for the New Orleans Trash Pandas. And, and you're in New Orleans. Like, there's yeah. so many cool, like, French things you could do with the word. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, the New Orleans Gumbo. Or the New Orleans Bayou. Or <laughs> the New Orleans... A lot of people are drunk. Like, I mean, <laughs> all of that's better than Pelicans. New Orleans Ducks. Okay, 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 okay. So, you've got, obviously, the Ducks in hockey, right? Yeah. But it made them better by being the Mighty Ducks. So, what word could you add to Pelicans to make Mucks. it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just stay away from putting the word Ducks together with other words. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last word we need to start doing that on. But... uh um. So, what do you, you the mighty pelicans the the melicans the <laughs> well you've got the uh <laughs> what's the the University of St Louis billicans yeah what is a billican yeah yeah so but what word the rabid pelicans the relicans the relicans <laughs> I could do any, that all day. do you have any suggestions for what word to add to the dangerous, the, the, the terrific, the poisonous pelicans. 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 Oh, I like that. The poisonous pelicans. <laughs> but venomous sounds better than the venomous pelicans. Yep. So, yeah, NBA drafting. We just talked about Zion. I, as a Grizzlies fan, I'm excited about John Morant. Um, obviously, I was thoroughly disappointed when we got the second pick instead of the first pick because I really wanted Zion. And I would have also been happy with RJ too, but you know, John Morant. I think he's all the experts say this is really a, a three a three player draft between those three, and John Morant seems to be the second best, like just this obviously the second best player. But yeah, so I'm happy with the John Morant pick. Uh, I think pairing him with Jaron Jackson who we picked as the number three overall pick last year, had a good rookie season. I think that also, ooh, big news, the biggest news, was is, who's my favorite NBA team? Let me think. Come on, this is your career in the thing. Hashtag Grand City. I don't know. Hashtag who Grand City. Hashtag Grand City. It's the, the Grinds? The Grizzlies, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite team is the Grizzlies. Favorite college basketball player ever. Do you know who my favorite college basketball player ever is? I'll give you a hint. He tripped a few people. Was it that white guy? Grayson Allen. Yes. And guess who Grayson (laughs) Allen plays for now? The Memphis Grizzlies. You're taking too long. Yes. Grayson (laughs) Allen is a Grizzly. Grayson Allen is a Grizzly. I'm so excited about this. Like, so I'm going to so many Grizzlies games next year. We're going to be best friends. 
Grayson might be listening to this because I've got a plan to get him on this podcast sometime. By the way, if you're listening to this and you have any connection to anybody that might have a connection to someone that's connected with someone that knows Grayson Allen, please use that. Tell him about our podcast. Now that he's moving closer to us, we're going to be best friends. It's not far. You know, it's a good sign when you pick someone third picks. You know who else was drafted number three? R.J. Barrett. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Also, I did a little research. You know, there were f- there were four other names that New Orleans, Nor- New Orleans <laughs> was picking to change their name to. Okay, let's hear it. The Rogaroo, which is R- a beast Ruger- from... Rougarou. Rougarou, is that how you say oh. it? You have to say it more occasionally. Rogaroo. That's pretty good. The the, mosquitoes. The Rogaroo. Mosquitoes. Mm. Swamp dogs, mm. which is slang. Nowlands in a slang. The Nowlands Rougarous for alligator. This is my favorite one. Bull sharks. Why? Why does New Orleans think you have to name your team after an animal? And why, out of all those animals, did they choose the pelicans? <laughs> well, couldn't find out. It's a state bird. That isn't so? New Orleans isn't a state. New Orleans is a city. It's Luann. Who is it? <laughs> Luann? <laughs> it's Luann's. <laughs> Lu- Luann's. Sorry, let's take it. There. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've been wanting to use that. <laughs> so... Yeah. Anyways, we got to move on from the NBA. Change, well, change it to the from the pails. It's awful. Yeah, change it to the bull sharks. Um, free agency. Well, Anthony Davis was traded from the bull sharks to which is now New Orleans team name from here on out on this show, the bull sharks. Um, so they trade him from the Rougarous to the Lakers. How good are the Lakers now? Are they are they automatically your favorite in the West if KD and if KD leaves, are the Lakers your favorite in the West? According to Vegas, they are anyway. Okay. Well, I said yours. I'm Vegas. So. Okay. <laughs> Joy Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you've also got big names. Nobody knows where KD, Kawhi, or Kyrie are going. Everybody with a K can go somewhere this year. It's kind of like also the offseason had all this buzz behind it, and then KD... Tears his Achilles, and now you're like, it's less buzzy. Oh, we don't have a buzz. Oh, Oh, wait, we've got a game buzzer. It's kind of buzzy. Kind of buzzy. Yep. Um, I know we only talked about basketball, but uh, that's because that's the most exciting stuff that's going on right now. I promise you, next time we will talk football. Um, baseball, women's world. Probably Cup, not going to talk any Copa of those America. things. I'll talk Copa America. What's going on with Argentina? <laughs> I don't know. Like, why is Dabala not playing? Why is he sitting on the bench? It's a great question. Ah, oh, God, Argentina. What are you doing, Argentina? Not winning. Yeah, even the U.S. men's are winning. Which Argentina's playing against like teams like Uruguay, and Brazil, and we're playing against Trinidad and Tobago and. <laughs> Other small teams. Bad teams. (laughs) But 
Anyway, so yeah, so that's all we got for you today. Um, really exciting basketball off season. Probably the most all or I know we've had seasons in the off seasons in the past where you're excited mainly because you don't know where LeBron's going to go. But I would say just all around, like there's so many KD, Kawhi, Kyrie, um, and even what that means for the league. Like there's just a lot of exciting things going on during this off season. So we will keep you all up to date on those things and give our thoughts on them. Um, next episode, we've got some cool college uh, football topics. So let us know. One topic we didn't get to today um, is who the best quarterback in college football will be next year and what the best quarterbacks, who the best NFL quarterbacks that are going to be playing collegiately next year will be. So send us your opinions and your thoughts um, on how big of a bust two is going to be. And, yep. LeBron James. (laughs) LeBron James. (laughs) We'll catch y'all on the flippity flip. What's up? Do we always start by saying what's up? Don't we always do that? I think so. Is that our new thing? That we always end by catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs> We're brought to you today by Red Letter Clothing. Redletterclothing.com. Go check out the merch. Also, leave us, please leave us a review, five-star review on however you're listening to this. Share it. Follow us on social media. What's our What's our Twitter tag again? At sports and underscore Jesus. And that's an underscore, not the word underscore. So, um, we got, we got something cool for y'all. If you can kind of hear a car going on in the background, that's because we've got stats on the line. Can you hear me? Yep. We can hear you. Um, as of now, we've got stats on the line, whether he'll be on the line in five minutes is a, uh, a good question, but, uh, how you been stats? How's everything going? Wait, I need our cricket drop. Wait, we're not plugged in to our soundboard anymore. <laughs> Crickets. Hey, Stats, can you hear us? Yes, I'm speaking. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can hear you now. Um, how's everything been going? It's been going good. We're all, Living the dream. All your fans. And by the dream, you mean the American dream, right? Because um, according to Piper, we're supposed to be against the American dream and follow Jesus instead. I lost you after Piper. Okay, you'll you'll catch it. You'll hear it when you're listening to this episode. It'll be real funny. So, um, we've got an exciting topic for uh for you today. Um, probably our most highly debated slash controversial topic up to this point. And uh, we need to. Ah, we're not plugged into the soundboard. That'd be a perfect time for a drum roll. But um <laughs> drum- <laughs> Um The topic for today is election slash wow. predestination. Ooh. Ooh. So um so election. So who'd you vote for, Joy? Uh I really don't remember. Who'd you vote for, like Stats? Who'd you ago. vote for? Trump 2020! Who Trump 2020! 2020 hadn't happened yet, but... Uh... <laughs> Who did I vote for? 
Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not what we mean by election. Who did you vote for? Obviously, that's not what we mean by election. <laughs> that's not. It's anonymous. You said it was controversial. It's it either both of these today. Yeah. I okay. vote for Jesus. Yeah. Vote for Jesus. <laughs> Jesus twenty. This year Never. we're in. Always. Jesus always. All the 20s. Jesus 20 eternity. <laughs> yeah. Jesus 20 forever. Um, so what what we're wanting to do is we've kind of been, you know, we, topics wise, we kind of wanted to find a series of, of where to go. And, and I think we found it. And I'm getting this from, this is in Grudem, Wayne Grudem Systematic Theology. Mm-hmm. So he's got set up the order of salvation. Um, and he's got 10 different points. And so we're going to kind of work our way, do an episode on each. Um, they, they will be interrupted at times. We've got a few interviews set up this summer that will interrupt. And if anything else comes up, you know, this is just going to be kind of when we don't have anything else planned. We're going to work our way through these. Well, we don't have something planned. We have something planned. Yeah, we have something planned for the times that there are no plan. <laughs> that? We're, getting, we're getting smarter. Yeah, planning it. So, um, order of salvation, we've got today's episode is on election. Um, that's number one. Number two is gospel call. Number three is regeneration. Number four is conversion. Number five is justification. Number six is adoption. Number seven is sanctification. Number eight is perseverance. Number nine is death. And ten is glorification. Where where would you say stats you're at on that um those numbers? Stats? stats? One more time. Where where would you say you're at in that that list of 10? At what part are you at in the process? Uh, what if I only heard like <laughs> 1 4 7 and 10? <laughs> okay, so you're in 7 sanctification. <laughs> so but yeah so we're on election today um so i guess the first thing we need to do is define election so election is what happens every four years when, i'm sorry okay we're, I'm, okay i'm done with that joke i promise um Trump 2020. <laughs> that was actually louder because you kept your hands than had you been right in the microphone <laughs> I'm trying to be a soundboard. Yeah. More when you laugh you gotta go <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um <laughs> all right, this is a real serious topic, guys. We need to we need to get it together, okay? All right, everybody, serious eyes. Cl- clear eyes, full heart. Get loose. <laughs> okay. Election. This is the definition we're going to be working with from election. We workshopped a few different definitions. Um, I think this is the one we are most comfortable with and that we will, especially with where we're going today. So this definition, this is also from Grudem Systematic, and he defines election as an act of God before creation in which he chooses some people to be saved not on account of any foreseen merit in them, but only because of his sovereign good pleasure. So I think that's a that's that's a pretty good definition. Um, so we will kind of be using today for this episode the words election and predestination kind of interchangeably. And so we, that's kind of where we're coming from. And I know 
in our culture, I guess we've got to say this, especially the word predestination is almost like a, uh, a curse word, but, um, yeah, get that sensor button ready. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what if we just censored it out every time? We... So in church, the word beep is typically a curse word. <laughs> but um, so so yeah. But predestination is something we think you should a word you shouldn't be scared of. Um, and it's a word that can be found multiple times in the Bible. And so that's what we're going to do right now is just give you. I think, and these are not by far. These are not all of the examples, but these are just seven that we found quickly of examples, especially in the New Testament, where election and predestination is mentioned. So, Joy, if you'll read Romans 8, uh, 28 through 30. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And to those whom he called, he also justified. And to those whom he justified, he also glorified. Yep. Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 12. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly, heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. Remember that. To the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us, in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. Joy, if you want to look up First Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. Already there. Ooh, Bible drills. Knowing, brethren, beloved by God, his choice of you. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of men we prove to be among you for your sake. Okay, and then I'm going to read Second Thessalonians 2.13. But we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you, as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. Joy, if you want to look up Second Timothy 1, verse 9. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity. I'm going to read First Peter 1, chapter 1, verse 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect, exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Um, so we see there that elect exiles, like even elect is typically, sometimes in the New Testament, that's how the church is referred to. Now if you want to read Revelation for chapter 13, verses 7 through 8. 
It was also given to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority over every tribe and people and tongue and nation was given to him. All who dwell on the earth will worship him. Everyone whose name has not been written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who has not been slain. What? <laughs> who has been slain? <laughs> Why did you read? Why did I say Why not? Why did you just add a word in there? He's... He's definitely been slain. Okay, well, we're going to put a halt on election and we're going to talk about the crucifixion of Jesus um, because apparently Joy thinks the lamb hasn't been slain. But, uh, Stats, you still with us? I'm here. Okay. Um, so, just added a word. So we see that just randomly, and you knew you did it as soon as you did it. But So we see there like clearly like chosen, predestined, elect, like it's all through scripture. Um, it tends to be something that's just understood and stated throughout the New Testament. Um, so I, as R.C. Sproul would say, the question is not, does the Bible teach predestination? The question is, what does the Bible teach about predestination? Uh, I know I have, so having said that, I have many friends who I believe love Jesus but they do not believe in any kind of predestination. And I just think that's has to be somewhat ignorant of all these verses. I mean, you have to ignore these and having saying that Ooh, being not a, your friends anymore, yeah. <laughs> being a person that at one time that was something I was taught not to believe in or what I did not believe in. Um, I think, Stats could also agree with that. Where um, when I met Stats, he was a person that did not believe in any of these words. Would you agree with that, Stats? I would agree with that. That's, yeah. that's about. I think the big question is is for me at least was okay. I see the words, but why? None of this makes sense. If God could save everybody, why wouldn't he? That was the biggest thing for me. Yes. So. Yeah, that that's a good question posed. Okay, and and we'll we'll get into some other stuff with this, but let, let's let's go let's go ahead and answer that question right now, right? So, if you are not a if you are not a universalist, universalist being somebody that believes that everyone is saved, right? If you're not a universalist, that means you believe that not everyone is saved and not everyone will go to heaven. Okay. Yep. And whether you're lean more reformed or you lean more Ar- Arminian or your free will or your sovereignty of God or whatever, you've basically, everyone would say God desires all to be saved, right? That's in scripture. Yeah. Okay. Quote. Quote. Yes. God desires all to be saved, but not all are saved. Yet we would say God has the power to save all. That seems to be clear in scripture. So what you're saying is God desires all to be saved, but he desires something greater than he desires all to be saved. Is basically what no matter what camp you're in, you're saying that. God desire God does desire all to be saved, but not all are saved, and God doesn't fail. God doesn't not accomplish what he desires to accomplish. But so he must desire something more. So one 
one group and the group I used to hold to would say, God desires all to be saved. However, God desires to God's desire to give man free will and have man choose him is stronger than his desire to be saved. And therefore he leaves it up to man in his free will to choose him or to not choose him. Okay. We would say, and I think it seems to be more in line with scripture, God desires all to be saved, but God desires his glory more than he desires all to be saved. So, and this you really get into when you get into Romans 9, which we'll mention, but God desires to show his glory in all ways, <laughs> in in all different ways, and through all different, through grace and mercy, but also through justice for and and wrath to those who have sinned against them. So that's why, yeah, yeah. So that's that's why we believe God doesn't save everyone. And uh, I know that might sound cold, that might sound bad, but that's looking at it from our perspective instead of looking at it from God's perspective and understanding that he would be just as perfect and just as righteous if he didn't save a single soul. Yeah, so that's kind of to answer the, the question that Stats brought up. So what does the Bible teach about predestination? And I think the main thing you've got to come away with, like the main part of election and predestination, is that it is unconditional. What, right. what does unconditional mean? What's your off-the-top definition of unconditional? There is no condition. Yep. No, oh, yep. Got it right. <laughs> Thank you, Stats. Bye-bye. <laughs> yep. <laughs> unconditional means there are no conditions. Um, <laughs> yes. So, unconditional. That God did not... Like, this wasn't a draft, and God only had 50 picks, and so he just picked the 50 best people. Like, that's not how... God did not choose people because they were gifted in a certain way or because they would add to his team or God in his, in his sovereignty and in his, in himself chose a people, chose the church, chose to save people for his glory. We, okay. So, so the first verse that, that joy read was Romans eight twenty eight through 30. Can you, can you look that verse up again, joy? Oh Yeah. I think, you know, just a prime example of the unconditional. I mean, you look at the Israelites, people that he chose in the Old Testament. Absolutely. He didn't choose them because, I mean, I think if you know anything about history, you know, like they weren't the, like <laughs> the the Israelites, the, the people of Israel, the Jews were not, like they were nothing to be, I guess, noted of historically. Yeah. Like they did not stand out. Like, if you just look at your history books, like, the only reason we really even know anything about the Israelites is because of the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You know, but um, can you read Romans 8, especially, I think, verse, read, read verse 29. Hey, Joy, zoom it in on verse 29. Read the first line. <laughs> All right, we'll read it nice and slow. Yeah. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. Okay, so those whom he foreknew, he also predestined. So this is the argument. for is See, there, there's foreknowledge. God 
looked through the, I forget the word, through the, through time, and through the lens, through the lens of time, and saw telescope. through the telescope of time. Y'all just gonna keep throwing words out there. <laughs> um, through the through the monocle of time, <laughs> through the glasses, of t- <laughs> through the time, the hourglass of time. Telescope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. Okay. So the argument is there. See there. Foreknowledge. Those whom he foreknew, he also predestined. So those who God looked forward into time saw that they would choose God. God predestined them because He saw that they would choose Him. In in the golden chain of salvation, which is what what, what was it in Romans? Is foreknowledge, predestination, foreknew, um, predestined, called. Justified, glorified. Yeah, so called, justified, glorified. Thank you for repeating what I just said. <laughs> I was reading. I, was, I tuned, tuned you out, man. Yeah. So, in that chain, first of all, we see God did everything. We have no role in in that in that salvation process. But we also see that's talking about the people that will be those whom He foreknew. He predestined those whom He predestined. He called those whom He called. He justifies those whom he justifies. He also glorifies. Those are the saved, the church. Those that'll be in heaven are the ones that are in that chain right there, right? But if you're saying foreknowledge and you're defining it that way, you're saying God foreknew everyone. And then those that would show faith. But they're the ones that are foreknown are the ones that are predestined, are the ones that are called, are the ones that are justified, are the ones that are glorified. So it seems clear God did not foreknow everyone in the same way, which is why I think it, it there in that verse, foreknowledge can be better defined as like God personally and intimately before the foundations of the world knew us, the church. God intimately, so that's how you define foreknowledge. Hey, uh, as my boy Matt Chandler would say, there's a difference in knowing and knowing. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so we think what's meant by there is the second knowing. <laughs> An intimate knowledge, a personal knowing. Not just knowing the choices that someone would make, but actually knowing us. God knew us before the foundation of the world. So again, that whole chain there is we had nothing to do with. Like we're, it's not those whom he foreknew and would have faith because they had faith, he would predestine. And then because they did this, he would call them. And then because they, no, it's unconditional, which stats, what does unconditional mean again? There are no conditions. Yep. That's the definition of unconditional. So we believe there also, not we believe, there are definitely also examples of God's unconditional choosing of people um, throughout scripture. So one of those examples could be, he chose Jacob and not Esau. Um, so Esau would have been, Esau was the firstborn. Esau was the man's man. Esau seemed to be the, the person with the better future. Esau was by, by man's law and man's rule. Esau should have been the one chosen, but it's clear that God chose Jacob and God chose Jacob for his descendants for the nation of Israel to come from Jacob and not Esau. It even says in Romans chapter 9, verses 11 through 13, though they were not yet born, 
and had done nothing either good or bad, okay, again, unconditional, in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls, she was told the older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. And Paul just made our whole argument right there. Yeah, so we can just end it now. Yep. All right, we'll catch you all on the flip now. <laughs> but I mean, really, let me read that again, because that this is scripture. This is the Apostle Paul, Romans 9, chapter... Okay, Romans chapter 9, verses 11 through 13. Though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls, she was told, the older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. So the purpose in the choosing is not Jacob and Esau. It's, it's the purpose of election might continue. So another example we see is... God chose David and not Saul. Saul was a foot taller than everyone else. Saul was this great soldier. Saul, but God chose David, the runt of the litter. The God chose the little, the little shepherd kid that likes to play musical instruments and hang out by himself out in the field with his sheep. Like that's who God chose. And that's so. I mean, from just from both of those examples, you can see it was. Foreknowledge, before they were born, mm-hmm. he didn't look back and see if anyone's going to do good or bad. It's just yeah. this one, not the other. Yeah, one. because even after they're chosen, David really messes up. Yeah, he's the worst. <laughs> Jacob also. <laughs> like, there's a lot of times where Jacob was a horrible human being. God, did, it's clear that God did, and, and Esau even went on to be the father of great nations. Like, it wasn't because. Like, they ended up to be just these great, perfect people, and God just knew that they would develop into these great, perfect people, so he chose them. That's not, God just chose them because he chose them. <laughs> yeah. So that the purpose of his election, you know, might continue, is what it says in Romans 9. Another example is all of the apostles. Stats, were you going to say something? I was, but I'm going to let you talk. Okay. <laughs> is all of the apostles. I mean, these are the... Like when, so you got to understand kind of the context of the first century Jewish culture there is when a rabbi like Jesus was, he goes and he chooses people to follow him and to listen to his teachings. They're usually like the most educated, the most promising. And that's not who Jesus chooses. Jesus chooses a bunch of fishermen and tax collectors and, you know, just uneducated, just chooses them because. He chose <laughs> low of the low. Yeah. And then another great example is... A doubter, perhaps? Yeah, he chose... Yep. I mean, he chose... He, he chose people that would, like, turn their back on him when he needed them the most. Like, that's who he chose. Judas! Yeah, yeah Judas also, yeah. That was... Sing yeah. song, you. Yeah. <laughs> Judas! <laughs> I think it's the first time I've ever heard... Judas's name sung. Um, I think another great example would be us. <laughs> like, would be me. Like there's no, and this is the, I think the biggest testament to me of God's unconditional election is knowing who I am 
knowing the things I've done, knowing the struggles I've had, knowing it had to be unconditional because if it wasn't unconditional, there was no way that God would choose me. There's not, there's no way that I would have chosen God. Yes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Like I know myself enough to know, like there's nothing good in me apart from Christ. Like I'm like, (laughs) I would have never like there. I was an enemy in opposition to everything about God and everything that God was and completely out for myself. And then because of his election and his sovereignty, like he just changed that. And I had nothing to do with it. No, it was just like a, it was like a light switch. Yeah. And praise God that he did that. So, I mean, you just see like throughout, like Joy mentioned in the Old Testament, the, the nation of Israel. For some reason, God unconditionally chose them to be his representative. Um, the church, the it's it's all throughout Scripture. Um, we just gave you just a few of many examples. The whole, the whole chapter of Romans 9 seems to be like that's the point that, that Paul is... Yeah, <laughs> Paul's making before before I was converted. I mean, I grew up in church and Sunday school. And the way we did Sunday school, we would literally just expositionally go through a book of the Bible. We did the Old Testament talking about the Israelites. I remember thinking, like, these guys are the worst. Like, you've just been like taken out of Egypt, out of captivity, and like. Yeah, you're wandering through the desert, but you're headed to the promised land, and all you do is complain. You build these idols. Then after after I was converted, reading back through it, I was like, that's me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We've also got Romans 9. I'm just going to read this this verse real quick because we, we're getting close to running out of time. Romans 9, verse 16 says, So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. Our salvation does not depend on us. It depends on God. So quickly in closing here, um, wrapping up this podcast, how this is predestination and election is clearly something that the early church believed. And it's clearly something that's in. And, and honestly, it's, it's something that a lot of Christians throughout history have believed because it is seems to be so clearly in scripture. Um, so how should we respond to this? Um, I've got three ways that we should respond. First of all, for Christians out there, you should find comfort in this. This shouldn't scare you. This should be comforting. Um, Comforting that God's, the God that we worship and the God that we follow, His purposes will prevail. He can't, this also should bring you comfort for those that have loved ones, um, that know people, that are not Christians for those that, that are, you know, know people that are in opposition to God, that are outright against God. You should be comforted in the fact that at any point, God is powerful enough to overcome their opposition and change their heart. And we, that's why we pray is because we believe that God can do that. Just like he did to Paul on the road to Damascus. Just like he did with me. Just like he did with Joy. Just like he did with Stats. Like, God can do that. So you should be comforted. Second, Secondly, how should you respond? You should praise God because of this. 
Because God loved you enough to not let you continue in your selfishness and in your pride and in your hatred of him. But he loved you enough to overcome that. He loved you enough to give you the greatest thing in the whole universe, which is himself. Like We should praise him for that. We should praise him every day for that, knowing that it was that he did not see any good in us, but just his love was so great and so strong that it overcame everything that opposed us. And now it wasn't reckless, but okay, sorry, that's another okay. Um, Ooh. that's another. <laughs> 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 do, you, do you hear that stats? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to take that shot. That'll be S. Okay. Yeah. The third way we should respond is believing this, and and this is what the 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 biggest knock, I guess, um, that people say is people that believe in this, they aren't missional. I would say believing this should is the reason we are missional. Is the reason we do evangelism. Is the reason we share the gospel because we believe that. God will save people. <laughs> yeah. God will save people through the gospel. It's not like they have targets on their back or yeah. You know, like, oh, there he is. Yeah. Hey, do you know about Jesus? Yeah. We we believe that God loves us and God loves people and God will call people. We do missions all over the world because we believe that God has called will call people from every tribe, every tongue, every nation, and they will all be in heaven. And the way he does that, the way he calls people. In his sovereignty, the way he's chosen to do that is through the gospel proclamation of his people. Yeah. yeah. So we share the gospel because God's powerful. God will save people. God's elected people already. They're out there. Yep. Go therefore and find them. <laughs> I feel like you're about to quote so the great. You're about to quote the Great Commission, but then forgot it. it came word to for my word. Head. It would have, would have. Make disciples of all nations. There you go. Baptizing them. And what is that? Matthew twenty-eight. Yep. Yep. So, hey, if you don't agree with us on this, it is what it is. Like, come and fight us. We don't. <laughs> We don't think this necessarily, like this is something um, you have to believe in exactly the way we believe it in order to be a Christian or in order for us to fellowship together or love one another or worship God together or praise Him together or even go to the same church. Um, this is a, a open-handed issue and one that we can agree to disagree. You wouldn't be the first person to try and fight us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, we need to tell that story one time, yeah. sometime. If you don't agree with us on this, I would also just encourage you. Hey, these verses we mentioned, you got to do something with them. Yeah, Read right. them, pray, ask God. I, I was there, and I asked God. I got to the point where I just asked God, like God, like teach me what's true. Like I just want to throw everything that I think, and just through Your Word and Your Holy Spirit, teach me what's true about Yourself. I just encourage you to do that. And again, you might not come to the same conclusions we do. Um, and that's okay. But um, we love you anyways. So, also, uh, Steph Curry doesn't believe in pre- predestination. So, uh, he listens to Lecrae. <laughs> he still does it. Uh, he listens to Lecrae. <laughs> He's the worst. He listens to Lecrae. Does Lecrae, though. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think if you listen to... Okay, sorry. Anyway, so um, we'll catch y'all next time. Uh, catch y'all on the flippity flip. <laughs> are you, are you going to say something, Stats? Flippity flip flop. Mention of the true vine, the only way to the true God. All is fall astray, leaving fools blind. The truth lies, no space, seeing imbued minds. We sheep going through the gate, that's the true sign. Yeah, we know the resurrection in life. The light of the world, he came, shows 